Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Dina Biggs. And on tonight's episode, we're going to discuss a topic that is close to our beautiful beaten hearts. Stupid shit people say. Oh my God, they say so much stupid shit. <laughs> some of them are aphorisms. Some aphorisms. Of Motherfucker. Some of them are aphorisms. Some of them are mispronunciations. Some of them are just dumb things people say all the damn time that drive us fucking nuts. Oh, my Um, God. It's so bad. But before we get going, Jillian, the beverage maven, let's discuss this beverage. Tonight, we're honoring Rexy's favorite golden girl with a drink called the Devereaux. It is gorgeous bourbon elderflower liqueur, lemon juice, a little bit of simple syrup and sparkling wine. And holy crap, this beverage is delicious. I literally think this might be one of my favorite cocktails. And I say that knowing that we're going to discuss it later. Actually, I think you're entirely (laughs) correct. (laughs) High five. High Um, five on that one. Woo! Oh, holy crap. It's amazing. It's citrusy. It's sparkly. It's beautiful. I fucking love this drink. This is my, this is probably one of my new go-to drinks. I seriously think that. I think this is lovely and wonderful and I would drink this like fucking every day. I admit I made it yesterday just to test it out. It was so good. I gave one to Rexy. She's like, this is amazing. And I even gave one to T who doesn't drink very often. And he was like, I like this. <laughs> I, it's freaking incredible. I I like pre-mixed it um, before, you know, I had dinner and got to recording and everything. And I'm like, I'm going to take a little sip of it without the sparkling wine. And motherfucker is beautiful. It's good, but it's even better with the sparkling wine. I really hesitate because our... Our French 75 episode, and what was the one that I got so fucked up on that we couldn't even record? The, what was it called? Oh, it's on our list of, like, all the drinks you should drink before you die. Oh, let's look it up. Let me look. Because we have one of those, because of course we do. We actually do. Hold on, (laughs) I'm going to look. It's called the Bucket List Cocktails. The Sealbach. The Sealbach cocktail got me so fucked up, I couldn't even record that night. (laughs) <laughs> and it has a little bit of that delicious champagne in it. And so I'm very wary of any cocktail that adds sparkling wine on top of like boozy booze. But like the French 75, this is like something that hits you hard in a sparkling dress. And this is amazing. It is gorgeous. And um, what other alcohols did you use in putting together your your delicious I used the Jefferson's Reserve casks like I used the one with the little wax seal on it it's really pretty and I used of course Saint Germain's and I used my own simple syrup that I make at home and fresh lemon juice I found these lemons at the store that are seedless I'm like seedless lemons that's the best thing ever really yeah. I am intrigued and I would like to subscribe to your seedless newsletter you should go check it out at Sprouts. 
I should. Now, I also used a version of Jefferson's. I used one of the um, more generic um, bourbon small batches, but a generic Jefferson's is still a fucking Jefferson's. Really mm. I find so, I find that using... Did you use St. Germain's? I use St. Germain's. Fuck yeah, yes, I duh. use St. Germain's. Duh. I find that using a higher quality bourbon, I don't get hung over the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Awesome. We usually, I know we've said this before, we usually makes ourselves a double-ish. And uh, so, yeah, I don't get as hungover yeah. if I if I mix it with a higher quality alcohol. Yep. Plus, if you use a higher quality alcohol, you can't afford to become an alcoholic. That's also very true. And then my mom can send me all she wants to send me from the New York Times. It's like, hey, you might be an alcoholic if. And I can write her back and be like, nope. <laughs> There you go. You know, much like John the Brit once when he saw how much alcohol I was buying, he's like, should I be worried? And I'm like, only if the bottles are empty, dear heart. Only if the bottles are empty. Yeah, it's bad, though, when I recycle bottles. Like, I'll go through <laughs> bottles. And and the funny thing is, like, I'll try this one, I'll try this one, i try this one. And then they all tend to empty at the same time. So I'll only have a <laughs> tiny bit left in, in several different ones. Maybe I'll have Rexy over and I'll make three drinks. I'll make one for me, one for Rexy, one for tea. And then, like, we have three bottles of bourbon out in the recycling, and I'm like, ew, that's bad. <laughs> but whatever. That kind of brings me to, nah, it doesn't really bring me to any of the euphorisms <laughs> that but I want to. We can segue anyway. Yeah, we can. So I wanted to start with one, because I saw, I think this was on the Today Show the other day. I heard them talking and it totally set me off on a rant. And this is why I was like, we have to do this topic. (laughs) Somebody said something about they were like 89 years young. And I fucking hate when people say that. Any number of years young, if you are X number of years young, you are automatically super old. (laughs) Like if you say that I'm 50 years young. No, you're not. No, you're not. That makes you older than you are automatically. (laughs) Because that's a stupid thing to say. Nobody who's actually young ever says that. That's a good point. No nine-year-old is like, I'm nine years young. No 21-year-old's like, I'm 21 years young. No, they never say that. Nobody who's not old as fuck says so many years young. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And sometimes um, you struggle to convince people that you are as old as you are to so you can get the uh, gravitas that goes with it. And I'm not going to sabotage that. And I guess that means, yes, I am saying I look so young and spry. <laughs> well, you're younger than me, so. Barely. Now, I was mm-hmm. born in a different decade, but, you know. Yeah, but like a week. <laughs> and <laughs> that's by what... a week. <laughs> And that's one of the things I say that I know other people get tired of. I think I'm going to be the object lesson more than the people person bringing up other things. Because I know I say tons of shit that I think is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like a walking dad joke. You are uh, a dad joke. Let's I know. Hear some. Let's hear oh. some and I'll tell you if they're dumb or not. Okay. Well, one of them is the whole, you know, we're born in a different decade. I had children in two different millennia. <laughs> Look at me. I don't really think that's dumb. That's just a thing to say. Okay. That's not a thing that lots of people say, though. I mean, it's not like something you hear on the Today Show. So here's something. I actually picked this up from someone who used to annoy the living shit out of me. 
but I liked the saying. So I actually picked it up and I say it a lot and probably too much. So I want your honest opinion on this one. Okay. Now is the time to be optimistic because later it might be too late. What is that supposed to mean? Well, I'm going to be happy and assume everything's going well now because I'm going to be proved wrong a few months from now when it all goes to shit. Basically. Why would it go to shit if you did a good job? I don't, but sometimes things are outside your control. You know, you can do all the hard work you can. Like I, I always use a farming analogy. You can work your ass off, but one hailstorm could wipe everything out regardless. So now is oh. the time to be optimistic. Okay. Look how well I've sown all these seeds. Yay, me. I guess. <laughs> Maybe my analogies are dumb as shit. That might be <laughs> one of the things, but I'm going to take another sip of my drink and turn the field back over to you. What else you got? I'm having a hard time with that one. I don't know that that's a saying. Really? I've heard it. A, well, I've heard it a lot from one person and then from myself. So like one person that you know says it and nobody else. I I guess so. Maybe they made it up. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. And I've and I've just perpetuated it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's like your fair play thing. Okay. I swear I hear that a lot and I hear it a lot. I hear Who do you it. Hear it from? Who do you I hear, hear it from? I hear it from people at work. I've seen it in books. I shit you not. Fair play or fair point well made. I hear fair point well made is, is a complete, that's a completely opposite thing from fair play. Fair play is just not something people say. I, I But I've heard it. Sports and I invite our listeners to weigh in on this one, but <laughs> fair play is not a thing. I, I do. I it's heard, a thing in a game. I heard it, it was a fair play in a game, like in a game of cricket or something. Like if we're giving it up to John the Brit, it's a thing in cricket, I'm sure. Okay, he's one of the people I've heard say it, not going to lie, but I've also heard it at work. (laughs) Okay, that does not (laughs) honor. Maybe it's a British saying and I've adopted it. (laughs) Kind of like have a butcher's and all that stuff. Anyway, which by the way, you want, you know, do you want to know what that means? Which? Have a butcher's. Sure. It's from Cockney rhyming slang. Because have a butcher's, butcher's hook, rhymes with look. So have a look, have a butcher's. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't say it made sense. I just said it was Cockney rhyming slang. I've heard about Cockney rhyming slang. And I've heard lots of people say that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Well made. Fair point. Well made. I will accept as an acceptable (laughs) thing to say. Let's see. What's another thing? Oh, well, here's something. Actually, this isn't what I say. I'm going to shift off a little bit so I can stop embarrassing myself for at least five minutes. Um, cold enough for you. Oh, yeah, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Like, what? how, how cold is it, is it supposed to be for me? I think that's kind of akin to, you know, just another day in paradise. Not yeah. Day or, or, you know, living the dream. So here's one. Uh, so I asked John the Brit. Does he have anything to contribute for this? And uh, he gave me two things that his parents say a lot. And one of them is a total and utter dad joke. And I laugh every time because John the Brit's dad is fucking adorable. (laughs) What's the the saying? um, 
every time, uh, let's see, I'm going to look at it to make sure I don't screw it up. Um, so you know how sometimes if someone doesn't hear you, you look at them and go, are you deaf? And John the Brit's dad's response to it every time, which makes me laugh every time is pardon. (laughs) And I think he's just, he's such a cute, he's such a cute fella that I can't help but laugh every time he says it. But, but John the Brit's like, really every time. And I'm like, oh, it's adorable. Let him go. (laughs) So. And then there's one, um, when we talk about how to respond to certain things, there's one that John the Brit's mom says that John responds to with his own saying. Because every time he asks his mom to do something, she goes, what did your last servant die of? And uh, (laughs) John the Brit's response is disobedience. (laughs) So there's that. Yeah, not bad. That's pretty good. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, but it's a dad joke, but, you know, John the Brit's a dad, so it's appropriate, right? What about, um, like, at a restaurant, the waitress comes over and says, are you done with that? And they're like, "Mm, I'm still nibbling on it. Good point, because are you? Are you really? I mean, do you need to be? Like, could you you be done? Or, or... uh, if the waitress says, do you want some dessert? And they're like, oh, I don't know where we'd put it. <laughs> That's a dad joke that T makes a lot. And it's cute. Like, he makes a cute face when he does it, so it's kind of cute. But at the same time, I'm sure the waitress just wants to stab him in the neck. <laughs> or the people that go to the grocery store and they're in front of you in line. Of course, it's like the old lady writing the check or the... It's usually an old dude. Like, it's always a dude that says this. It's like old guy in front of you and they go to ring something up and it doesn't ring up right or it doesn't ring up at all. And he's like, oh, must be free. <laughs> no, motherfucker, it's not free. <laughs> it's just going to take us a while to go and get the price. <laughs> you really want that? So here's one that I know you have personal experience with my family with that kind of cracks me up because of the implications of it. Um, okay. When I overthink it, which I overthink. But remember when you, you met my uncle, my dad's older brother, at, at dad's funeral? Yes. And you thought he was adorable. And the he next day. AF. Oh, I know. And you went the next day. He was in a suit and you walked up him and said, oh, you look so nice. Or you clean up nice. And he goes, yeah, I took a bath and everything, which I thought was just adorable that he he just was so entranced by you that he like cracked a smile and was laughing and stuff at his little brother's funeral. It was adorable. (laughs) But I got to admit the whole you clean up nice. Only you can get away with that because you know all the implications around it. And somehow people love when you give them backhanded compliments. They think you're beautiful. Like when we worked at that bookstore and they're like, oh, <laughs> wow, you look comfy in your pajamas. And oh, Civil War reenactment. The lady today. was wearing silk pajamas to the store. Like she was literally wearing silk pajamas. I can't not say something. I mean, some bitches weren't pajamas out in public. And of course, that was way back in the day before people wore pajamas everywhere. I mean, and we weren't even at Walmart. I know. It was like at the time a high-end bookseller I do you thought. remember do you remember there was a guy who came in and he had like this wool cap on and i'm like hey big civil war battle going on out there because it was like one of those civil war style caps he totally looked like he was like from deep deep in the dork forest 
I know, and you're the only person who can say that, and people will smile and laugh and think it's awesome. Um, but other times, every once in a while, I say, um, like when I go with a witness to hearing, and I look at them, and they're wearing their suit and everything, I'm like, wow, you clean up nice. I always sit there and worry, did I just give them a backhanded compliment? Do That's because imply- you're worried about it. If you just, like, glaze <laughs> over it, nobody's even going to think about it. They're going to be like, thanks. That's a compliment <laughs> to most people. Okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to take that. I'm going to rescind like, that. Like, I don't get yeah, what the implications are. Like, what am I saying? They're dirty most of the time? No. <laughs> not saying that. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I feel like when I'm saying it, but I'm me. So It's not okay. like I said, you clean up nice, you filthy beast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to turn this back over to you. What other sayings have you got? So what was the one I sent you the other day that was like, Let's see. I'm going to pull it up on our on our text string. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Got to go back a ways. The first one I stopped on was better late than pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from Blanche Devereaux on the Golden Girls. <laughs> Once again, going into our theme. Okay. <laughs> uh Oh, it was part of the, oh, it must be free. So oh, like, yes. what if the clerk at the grocery store when the guy's all, oh, it must be free. And you could be like, yeah, it totally is. Go ahead and take it. And then you call the cops when they leave. it <laughs> <laughs> would be kind of fucked up, but it'd be good too. Okay. Well, here's a dumb one. And I say it every single day and I always wonder, it's like, have a good one. I'm like, a good what? A, a good, good evening. One. A good day. Yeah. A good whatever I'm- they're getting ready to have. I usually say it when I'm leaving the office. I'm like, have a good one. I mean, a good evening. But um, are they it like, oh, weekend? It could be. Yeah, have a good drink, blood job. It could be drive home. It could be whatever. I think I think that's appropriate. Okay. I don't think it's like one of those, you know, you try something, try a new snack or something, and you're like, oh, these are dangerous. Are they? <laughs> are they actually dangerous? Because I think that's kind of a stupid shit to things to say. They're not dangerous. Hmm. Unless you're just going to sit there and eat them forever. Like, okay. By those, by those, by that stroke, I would say pork rinds are dangerous because we went out to dinner one night at this place called Media and they have this beautiful pork rind thing that's like pork rind, almost like pork rind nachos. It's got pork rinds and queso fresco and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So I taste it. I'm like, what is this amazingness? And now I'm kind of addicted to pork rinds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh nom, nom. That went to places I was absolutely not expecting. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, if that's what they mean by dangerous, like I'm going to eat some. What is dangerous? I mean, I'm not going to choke on them. You're not going to like kill children with them. Okay, here's a dumb as shit saying, because it really makes no sense the more you think about it. And as we know, I overthink fucking everything. You really do? Yeah. It goes without saying. If it does, then, don't then say it. it. Then don't Ex- fucking say it. Thank you. I never have said that probably in the history of the world. I hear a lot of people say it, though. They're like, well, it probably goes without saying that this and this. And I'm like, then why'd you have to say it? We all already fucking know it. Don't yeah, say it. Yeah, because you hang out with lawyers, and lawyers like to talk. Holy and that's shit. a way to say a bunch of words before yeah. you actually say words. And especially mansplainers. Um, I don't mean to oh, alienate a portion of our audience. Mansplainers love that stuff. 
They're, Mansplainers are the worst at this stuff, too. They are full of these things. Uh, there's always another one, with all due respect. If you have to say it that way, you are not showing me respect. Anytime you have, Anytime you have to disclaim anything, then you probably shouldn't be saying it. Or at least not saying the disclaimer, because the disclaimer That's is... Why I don't disclaim anything. I just claim it. I claim <laughs> all the shit. There you go. There's thing I don't understand, and this goes to disclaimers. Pardon my French. What the fuck is that? Yeah, fucking it's French. French. You're not speaking no. French. What the no. fuck are you saying to French people? That's rude. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like French people, because they're pretty rude. No <laughs> offense to French people. <laughs> With all due respect, French I'm people. sure there are some French people that are completely nice, but I've only met French people in two contexts. One, French Canadians, and they were complete dicks. They are like the most entitled bastards ever. And the they- other one was when I was on a cross-country trip and I stopped in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and literally everybody at the hotel was French. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Got up the next morning, went down to like the breakfast area. All those fucking people were French. I'm like, what is happening? And I was a little afraid that we had taken a wrong turn. And I thought, no, you can't get from Colorado to Canada in the French part that fast. So something's going on. That's crazy. So half of Canada is 180 from the other half? Yeah. Wow. The French ones are dicks. They're wow. so mean. They're so mean. I have learned something new today. They're really, really mean. Like if we ever go to Quebec or something... On our on our podcast tour, we're not going to be well received. They will not like us. They're so wow. mean to us. They will be so mean to us because they're mean to Americans. And I even speak a little French because I took it in college. Um, but they okay. So if you go to actual France yeah. and you at least make an effort, they're like, "Oh, you're so cute. You're at least trying." In Canada, France, they're like, fuck you and fuck all your talkingness because you're a fucking bitch and I hate you, you cunty Mike Cunterson. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my store. And you're like, I just want to buy a bottle of water. And they're like, no, fuck you. No, you don't get any water. No water for you. Fuck you off. Know, they're pop, so mean. Pop culture is fucking lied to me. It's lied. They said French Canadians were nice. No, Canadians are nice. But yeah. French Canada is like this sort of insular, incestuous. Because, you know, the rest of Canada is British. True. And they are fall over each other. As long as you don't talk to them in a way that frightens them, they are fall over themselves. You have to speak softly polite. and you just say, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Did I, did I hurt you? I'm sorry. Did I surprise you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so Nina's going to college over, uh, going to university. Excuse me, I have to use the proper terminology for the continent. Can't say college. No. She's going to university in England, and um, she said, you know, it's not like uh, she regularly visits Chicago, and she goes, it's not like Chicago. You can't talk to people on the train, or they stare at you and get frightened and go, what the fuck? I'm looking down. But. As I discovered at the National Gallery one day, if you almost pass out, they fall all over themselves trying to help you. Oh, is she, yes. oh, is she okay? Because she used a bottle of water. Should we get this? I can't Should do accents. Help her? Should we help her? Yeah. So it was, it was adorable. ever so pale. Shall I help you? <laughs> Would you like to sit here? 
Corey Stiles had John the Brit. That was the uh, trip where we got engaged. And he was going, Hope, my fiance is about to pass out. Do you have a chair? And I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Don't draw attention <laughs> to me. It's like, have you seen that little girl who's all, the mom says, who bit you? And she's all, fucking Chucky. <laughs> she says, who bit you? And the little girl goes, Chucky. Fucking Chucky. <laughs> She's got this like total gangster hand hand sign and everything, and the mom goes, "Oh God, oh, that's awesome." Well, oh. Millie with her ticks, one of the ticks became fucking Chucky, <laughs> <laughs> and because oh. she always has exactly the same intonation, she says it just like the little girl. So she's all ticking fucking Chucky, <laughs> and this little girl's like four, and she's all fucking Chucky. Mom is freaking out because she's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. That is awesome. Oh gosh. Okay, so okay. Here's another thing that drives me crazy: redundancies in speech. Yes. Like ATM machine. (gasps) Yes, because the M is for machine. Thank you. It's just an ATM. Right. The end. Okay, well, here's here's another thing that kind of makes me crazy. And I, oh, and I just did it, which is the height of irony, just so you know. What did you do? Using phrases from mental health as, um, like, just an offhanded reference. Like, drives we me crazy. That, we say that all the time. I know. But if I ever why got... Does that drive you, why is that bad? <laughs> Oh, because they're actual, I'm, I'm trying to help end the stigma on mental health, but I guess crazy has kind of become colloquialized. Um, yeah, crazy I, isn't an actual term. Yeah, crazy but, is not a mental health term. Nobody is mentally diagnosed as, I'm sorry, we've just diagnosed you as crazy. True. <laughs> so technically but, you can say crazy as much as you want and it's not a mental health term. No. But I actually got psychotic. On- if you said this drives me psychotic, that would be different. Fair enough. The other day, I'm uh, glad you didn't say fair play because I would have had to punch you in the face. I know. <laughs> so I actually got on AJ the other day because he he's got this thing where he's creating his own Pokemon, um, and oh, shiny wow. versions of his own Pokemon, and cool. <laughs> so cool. He's just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Say that, John. <laughs> Did not say that, John the Brit. I was not talking about you. He nope. owns it. Um, he told me yes, <laughs> they both do. <laughs> Why bother? That's right. You know, don't worry about the disclaimer. We know. We know. Millie it would was... be the same. She'd be like, that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other day he goes, Oh my gosh, what's the word for one thing is when, when something is one way one minute and another way the next, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, you know, one minute it's really, really happy and then really, really sad. And I'm like, do you mean bipolar disorder? And he goes, yeah, so this is my bipolar Pokemon. And I'm like, no, son. No. <laughs> We're going to have a talk right now. We do not use mental health terms like that. And he's like, oh, okay. And his inherent sense of fairness, he totally cleared it out of his system that same moment. So oh, very um, cool. I know. Well, you know, that's cool for him. I think that you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt, though, because there's a big difference between insulting somebody and describing them, though. 
True. True. And, and, you know, maybe some kid with bipolar disorder would like to be represented in the Pokemon realm. True. Maybe. But representation's this- important. In this case, though, you know, that is how, that is very true. But I think in this case, it, we, it's an 11-year-old putting together fake Pokemon. I don't think it was going to go well for anybody. Probably not, no. no. But I'm just saying, representation can be important. Okay, so here's another one. Sleep like a baby. Babies sleep like shit. I know, right? <laughs> I don't want to sleep like a baby. I don't want to do anything like a baby. Like, I always used to think how funny it would be, so... <laughs> I used to think it would be super funny when I had a baby, when Millie was a baby, uh, my sister also had a baby and we would watch them kind of interacting with each other. And we thought how funny it would be if these two babies had like a board meeting, (laughs) you know, imagine them in a boardroom and they're just like, (laughs) and they just like lose their shit over the stupidest stuff like completely like you move a pen the wrong way and they just like lose their mind and they like pitch over backwards and they like pissed about it <laughs> you're like all right i'll put it back and they put it back and they're like ah okay <laughs> like holy shit <laughs> but, but at the same time think how liberating that would be like in in some ways in your position think about this if you went into a negotiation and somebody did something you didn't like and you just fucking lost your mind, pitched over backwards screaming and they were like, oh my God, okay, okay. You'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> it could be a really good negotiating tactic in some ways. I have a good one. So one that drives me crazy is when people say Literally. Oh my gosh, thank you. That drives me fucking nuts. Literally, it does. And I sometimes will say literally, but I actually mean literally. Like I said earlier, I literally think this might be one of my favorite cocktails, but because I actually do think this might be one of my favorite cocktails. (laughs) But if I say it and it's not because it literally is something, it's because I'm taking the piss out of you. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, I mean, literally is meant to be like an intensifier for something, but it's not. I mean, I'm literally falling asleep. If you're not actually falling asleep, then why would you say that? I know. And what's funny, and, and this is what pisses me off as a former English major, the more you use words like that out of context, the more you change their meaning. And at some point, none of our words are going to have meaning anymore because literally is beginning to, the definition of it is beginning to change. And that freaks me out. I looked it up on a website. So I'm like, okay, why do I have to tell this witness they cannot say the word literally? No, I reject your response, internet. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, and I mean the same thing with actually. Both of those Literally and actually, if they kind of mean the same thing, yeah, in many ways, you know, literally is if you're if you say I'm literally falling asleep, if you're not like your eyes aren't closing and you're completely dozing off, you could also substitute I'm actually falling asleep if your eyes aren't closing and you're dozing off. But if it if that's not just hyperbole, I mean, let's just drop it. Just don't say it if it's not true. 
it kind of gets into a lot of corporate speak for me. Oh, uh, corporate speak is the worst. I know. You think about the synergies involved when you're trying to be proactive in the workplace and engage everyone. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need to go throw up now that I put all those in one sentence? <laughs> I don't actually mind the word proactive because I think that's a positive word. The rest of them, though, synergy, I think is stupid. Like synergy, what's that even? What are you doing with synergy? <laughs> Oh, man, I've had an issue with proactive for years. I used to like it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone and their fucking dog is saying the word proactive now. And I swear to God, if Puddles keeps this shit up, I'm taking him to the pound. What about basically? You know, it's like saying at its core, in yeah. its simplest form. You know what? If you have to say that, then you're probably not saying the rest of that sentence in a way that the normal person could understand. So back the fuck up. I like, actually think it's funny when people say stuff like, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> okay. Instead of it's not rocket science or it's not brain surgery. I like when they like mix their metaphors a little bit. I think that's actually funny. I like that. And I have to say, I was in an interview once where we were interviewing someone who um, she mentioned her husband during the interview. And we're like, what does he do? And they're like, well, he's an aerospace engineer. And we sat there for a minute. We're like, oh, my God, he's literally a rocket scientist. Well, don't yeah. worry. This job isn't rocket science. <laughs> we, were just, we joked the entire rest of the interview over that. It was hilarious. And I'll. Uh, she was one of the best people we ever hired. It was great. <laughs> I love stuff like that. But I love when they mix their metaphors. And I watch them very closely after they do to make sure that they recognize that they mix their metaphors. Because so many people don't recognize it. Like they might say it's not rocket surgery and they don't know that that's not the right thing to say. I know. And I hate that. And I, I, I always, if I, it makes me cringe, but then I feel like, am I being intellectually superior? Like, (laughs) is that bad? That I find you completely banal (laughs) is it (laughs) and people are flipping through the dictionaries right now but here's my response to that if they have to wonder why you're looking at them with your eyebrow arched and that kind of look on your face then they need to be spending more time with a thesaurus than whatever the fuck else they're doing did you say thesaurus or clitoris i said thesaurus (laughs) because it totally sounded like clitoris and i'm like no that's not where they need to go but But (laughs) probably they need to work on that too especially if they're mansplainers (laughs) (laughs) and we're back to the sexual blueprint episode so thesaurus not clitoris i swear to god i swear to god i I believe you You hardly ever talk about clitoris, especially at work. (laughs) Generally. Although I have dropped the F-bomb at work numerous times. I do that all the time. One of my biggest, biggest worries ever, and we talked about this on a break a little while ago, is that I will use a saying that I grew up with, not knowing that it's actually inappropriate, (laughs) and I will agonize should I have said I'm getting gypped 
because does that mean I'm getting ripped off? Or is it a reference to gypsies? And in which case, it's very culturally insensitive. And I'm really worried about this right now. You should only be worried about it if there's gypsies around. I know, but I, for all I know, I don't know. There might be. There's not gypsies around. There are not gypsies in your industry. I might be part gypsy myself. You're not gypsy. I promise you aren't. You have never worn a dress bigger than your room. I have a lot of Xanadu shit in my closet. Yeah, but that's not because of you. That's because of John the Brit, yes. But still, fetish. In other news, (laughs) what do you think about YOLO? I fucking hate it. Because only like it in one situation. Uh Uh-huh. This is going to be completely politically incorrect. The only time I like YOLO, there's one meme that makes me laugh every fucking time. And it's this picture of Jesus. And he's sitting (laughs) by a cave. And it says, YOLO, JK. time I see that I laugh so fucking hard I know we mentioned this in a prior episode but it still cracks me up every single time I think about it it was the Easter Sunday I was at church and I think it was just after we had performed the Messiah and you texted me happy happy zombie Jesus day enjoy your casserole and free coffee (laughs) thank you and I texted back yeah happy Sunday enjoy your Vegan casserole and free trade coffee, you you Terry yeah. and you. So <laughs> do free trade coffee. That's what we do. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you okay. think about the phrase at the end of the day? I use it a lot and every time I do oh I I cringe internally. Why do you use it? I use it a lot because I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, are we gonna care that such and such adjustment got made? No, we're not. Because it's pennies I in the bucket. You should- I think you should stop saying at the end of the day. And I think you should be like, all right, if we look back on this five years from now, what are we going to think about it? Oh, not bad. But are we getting close to corporate jargon? Why do you have to have corporate jargon? No, I mean, like when you look at back at this five years from now, that's not corporate jargon. I just made that up. But it reminds me of interviews where do you see yourself five years from now i don't know having a steady job and insurance that's really all I to <laughs> if i can have that i'll be happy oh 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 i know one i know oh. one. Oh, for all intensive purposes oh it's not intensive i know but everybody says for all intensive purposes and i want to go no that's not correct this is the better, bitter and pedantic episode, isn't it? I'm really excited with the way this has progressed. I think we're going to go bitter and pedantic with this. Yeah. Um, so earlier you were talking about the phrase, actually. I, I just have to circle back on that a little bit because I shit you not, both of my kids, both Nina and AJ, and, you know, the massive amount of mansplainers Millie in the world. Millie says it too. <laughs> but do they say it like this? Because Nina and AJ both go... Or when they were at a certain age, both went, actually, actually, yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't have a T. It's A-C-H-S-H-U-L-L-Y. Actually. Yep. Actually. Mother. What about 
<laughs> what about doggy dog world? Oh no, that's we're getting nope, 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 no, and no. Butt naked. Butt naked. You know what? My butt's naked twice a day, and that's okay. But butt's not a phrase though. It should be buck naked. Thank you. And okay, is it just me or when people confuse IE and EG, does that drive you fucking nuts? That makes me nuts. Thank you. I hate that. I hate that so much. I actually created a writing style guide for work. Of course you did. (laughs) Exemplar gratia. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's that. Here, the one, the one thing that I hear most frequently that makes me cringe beyond belief is a whole nother. Uh, I, I get you there. I get you there. Nother isn't even a word. It's not. So you and can't have a whole nother. No, you can't. You can have it's another a- hole. That's right. Or whole, or whole other. other. Yes. But you can have a whole nother. I have one that I struggle with. Okay. Nauseous versus nauseated. Ooh. I remember looking this up. Hold on. I've looked it up before, but I can never remember. Nause- nauseated means to be affected with nausea. Nauseous. Um, describes to feel nausea. It's to feel nausea. But there is, if I remember correctly, I gotta look. Which can I feel? Oh, Miriam Webster. Thank you, Miriam Webster. You're awesome. And I might name him. I was gonna say I might name him one of my children that someday, but I'm way past way past that. Um, I have another one. Oh yeah, let's skip this, and I'm gonna just abandon that. <laughs> that Supposedly. No, it's that and Pacific supposedly okay i can so choose this specific Millie ocean. used to say pacific and i loved it because she was like eight and <laughs> she could say it but as a grown-up person if you're saying you need to be more pacific i'm not sorry i i found a t-shirt that said you need to be more pacific and i laughed <laughs> my ass off and i got it because of millie but <laughs> as a grown-up person if you're saying you need to be more pacific you need to get a brain Yes. And I am guilty of this. If you say phrases because your children have said it and you find it funny, but you use it around it's people who've dead. never met your children, it's not funny. It's the number of- but you know what, though? It's a little different because you can always explain it. Like Millie used to say duppity dup instead of barbecue sauce. She didn't <laughs> say very many things incorrectly. She said whack-em chemo instead of vacuum cleaner. She said duppity dup instead of barbecue sauce. There weren't very many phrases that she got completely wrong. She was at least close on most of them. So there are things that we've adopted as family vernacular. But, well, and I might say them in the world. That That's different, though, because occasionally I'll look at someone and go, oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, right. And oh. then you'll explain it. You'll be like, that's something AJ used to say. Oh, right. yeah. When he was three, he said hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. And it's only funny to me. So why the fuck am I saying it? Because I amuse myself all the time. Because you get used to saying that kind of thing. I don't <laughs> say duppity dup on purpose. I'm like, hey, let's go have some duppity dup. And I'm like, I mean, barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have the... <laughs> 
I have the extra added thing in that my son is bitter and pedantic because he used yes. to, when I looked at him, he fell out of the bed once when he was like four years old. And I'm like, oh, honey, did you hurt your tailbone? And he goes, what? Oh, yes, mommy. I fell on my coccyx. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Millie's not like that, but <laughs> she got pissed one day. She used to say Somics instead of Sonic. And so yeah. one day I said, hey, let's go to Somics. And she's like, what? And I said, let's go to Somics. And she said, it's Sonic. And I'm like, yeah, but she used to say Somics. And I thought it was cute. And so that's why I say it. And she's like, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) She fucking called me out on it. All right. I think we need to wrap this up. Although I do want to say one thing real quick. Do you ever corrected? Have you ever corrected your, or have you ever been corrected by your child and gone? Aside from, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I forgot what I was going to say. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, I'm going to shut up now. Okay. So <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up. I think that we've proven, yeah, we're judgy bitches, but <laughs> some of those priority topics for me, literally, I think we did cover a lot of it, though, don't you? <laughs> I, I think so. And any, I just want to know anyone who didn't realize before now we were judgy bitches has been asleep at the wheel. Another bad Obviously. phrase. <laughs> Okay, well, our website's alwaysneverwrite.com. You can find the topics for every episode along with the recipe for the beverage. This particular beverage, oh my fucking God, this is so good. I love this. I would go make myself another one, except for it's late at night and I need to plan to go to bed and I've got things to do in the morning, so that's bad. And I have an Oh God, this is so good. (laughs) This really is one of my favorites, I think. Mm. Um, Contact us page has all the ways you can contact us. So if you have ideas for episodes, for topics, drinks you want us to drink, um, advice, questions you want answered, or you just want ways to get in touch, email us, slide in the DMs, hit us up on Facebook, whatever, man. And obviously, since you're listening to us, you know how to find us. But tell your friends and then they can find us pretty much anywhere that they get their digital media. So check us out. Have them listen. Have everyone listen. Make everyone. your mom listen. Everyone, everyone. All of them. So, yeah, this has been another judgy bitch episode of <laughs> Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk again later next week. Muddles. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.